0: Welcome, everybody, back to Friar Talk. Today, doing a, a quick little stream here. Um, we got a video coming out tomorrow on Luis Campusano and Austin and all kind of what the catcher position's looking like, our take on all that. Um, so just going to do a, a quick stream tonight. We'll have that out tomorrow. And then on Saturday, we're going to have a Blake Snell shorts vid um, just kind of on how Blake Snell is such a very strange, very, very strange player. Um, and then we'll be going live on Sunday. So the goal is to get back to, like, almost content every day. As you guys have kind of known, it's been a struggle for us. Our, our schedules are literally as opposite as you could imagine. So we've been kind of working through that. But want to talk about this Met series. Want to kind of preview this Brewer series. Talk about some of this stuff. The only thing we'll not get into tonight, tonight is the catcher position because we have a, a bunch. Like I think it's like a 15 minute video coming out tomorrow on that. Um, but Isaac, what are your overall thoughts with the Met series? I feel like it's kind of like a rough loss to lose to them just because, like you know, we knocked down the playoffs last year you just came off of a pretty big road series win three to one against the Braves. And you're kind of hoping just come out and take that series again. But what was your overall thought on, on just that series as a whole?
1: I don't think, I don't think the Padres played bad, man. I think your Darvish pitched pretty well on his start. Unfortunately, two balls that stayed, that stayed fair, uh, kind of screwed up his numbers and kind of screwed up the game a little bit. But that that was going to be a tough game regardless. The Padres having one hit really, you know, you, you can say, hey, you know, you got really short the bullpen didn't have that great of a day, but the Padres only putting up one hit is what cost them that game. So obviously that wasn't a very good game. But second game, you go out, you look much better, you win. Um, you know, you go into the bottom of the eighth, two to one, and you really needed that game game opener. And, and Xander Bogarts goes up and hits a two-run jack to kind of open the game up. Josh Hader allows one run but ends up closing it perfectly fine. Um, and then that third game, man. I mean, I already see people talking about Blake Snell. I, I, you know, and and maybe us and other media outlets deserve some blame for it because we were all on board saying, you know, Blake's going to be fine. It's his contract year. He's he's going to break out. He's going to do good all year, not just the first half. And I'm not I'm not disappointed in him. I'm disappointed that I expected anything different. Like, I mean, there's only one season where you look at and say, hey, you know, he did really good throughout the year. And it was the year he won Cy Young. But other than that, man, he's been poor in the first half of the season. And um, there was just too much evidence saying he's not going to be good in the first half than there was saying he is. So we shouldn't be disappointed. We shouldn't just be disappointed in ourselves for expecting anything different. However, I already know this is a routine. This has been a routine since 2021. It's going to be, Snell sucks, let's trade him, throw him on the IL, whatever it is, and then he's going to ball out second half, and it's going to be, I love Blake Snell. Guys, we just have to make it to that point, and we'll be fine. I understand that's a long time, and throughout the season, you start questioning, are we going to get that second half, Blake Snell? You really start like questioning yourself, dude, Like he doesn't look good. Are we really going to get that second half, Snell? And you're like you know you see it happen. You're like oh oh, we oh, fine. Now Matt was talking about it. Matt was talking about it, and he said Blake Snell is maybe the strangest pitcher. Maybe one of the strangest pitchers I've ever seen. Not in terms of any off the field antics or anything like that. But what the hell happens from that first half to where? Something just switches and goes great that second half. Like, what, what happens? I would love to know mentally, physically, routine-wise, what happens that something like that changes just like that? And everyone, you know, like I said, people are talking about Snell. He's been, other than the catcher position, he's probably been the main talk in the media, on Twitter, on whatever it is. He's probably been the main talk amongst the Padres community for good reason. Because he's lost every single one of his starts. His ERA is ballooned. And this isn't the Snell that we expected, though we should have, is what I'm trying to say. So overall, what was that? I was going to say, you're spot
0: on with that. Like we shouldn't, I I was the main culprit of that one, dude. I was like, (laughs) yes, no, Cy Young coming. But to be fair, one of the things I said is we're going to know like two weeks into the season if that's the case. Because if he's good early on, then it's set.
1: And no, of course, and and you you know even no matter who was the biggest advocate of it, we all thought it would happen because we had even heard in spring training, he looks good, his velo is good, his command is good. We had heard everything good, nothing bad. keep in mind, in twenty twenty one, it was a new Snell. We didn't really know what to expect. But in twenty twenty two, all we had heard was he's not ready, and he had to, and he had a delay to the start of his season. So we expected that. This time, all we heard were good things. It's not working. It's, it's not happening. So, I mean, two pretty poor games in terms of the first game you couldn't hit, second game you couldn't pitch, but the game between was solid.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I went I went to the last two. I didn't go to Monday night's game. I didn't get to watch Monday night game. Um, obviously, garbage kind of got roughed up, but I did see the two, like, one of them was a bunt. One of them was like a check swing, right? The ones that rolled down the line and just sat there, and those those guys both turned into into runs, didn't they? I want to say. So yeah, I mean that's just like all right, dude. I don't really know what to tell you on that one. Um, you got kind of screwed because the one ball was literally sitting on the edge of the line. That was crazy. Um, but overall, I mean, I feel like it was a weird series. Like I think I put in the thumbnail something like up and up, you know, like very up and down series or something like that. Um, It really was. It was very strange. Like, why did the series look like the Potters were very in control in one game, and they started out. Juan Soto hits the absolute moon shot to start that game. They don't really score, even though they always have guys in scoring position. They're always kind of around scoring. Um, And then you obviously have Snell's, like, awful outing. But it, it still feels like the Potters are a better team. Like, I'm not too concerned about the Potters at all. I think that anyone that's, like, worried about this team not being like i don't know not being like a a very top end team is is absolutely tripping right now because you don't have musgrove you don't have tatis and they're playing really well they're smoking the braves like they're looking good um probably have one of the hardest first month schedules of the entire league like this part of schedule is going to be pretty tough in the next couple weeks too Um, and then it gets really easy after that like for like the rest of it, almost it's pretty crazy. Uh, but like really tough schedule, still put, putting up you know decent win numbers. Um, but overall, I mean, I feel like the, the the kind of the two things that stand out: one, Blake Snell just being awful in the first half, and and you are right, he is a very strange player. Like he is so consistently inconsistent throughout the stretch of the season. His numbers are high fours through the first half, and then mid twos through the second half. And he does it almost every year. It's crazy, except for the one year when he was just like, oh, yeah, "I'm just gonna be the most dominant pitcher here." Um, and then I, I see some people talking about Snell, like, "Hey, like, he didn't look that good last year in the playoffs. He wasn't. I didn't feel like he was that bad. He wasn't good. He wasn't like dominant. But I feel like his overall tenure of playoff baseball has been really good, even though a lot of that has not been on the Padres. But throughout the course of his career, he's been a good playoff pitcher. Um, and then I also see something else that I want to bring up. Cost is this? Seth Lugo's our best pitcher. Now, I don't know about that one right there. That, that's, a, that's something very, very bold. However, Seth Lugo's looked good. Seth Lugo has looked like, like he's going to stay in the rotation. And I think health has always been the big thing with him. So I feel like that's more of the issue than, like, what does Seth Lugo's stuff look like? But he's looked really good. Um, so I think this Padres starting pitching is going to kind of – a, I feel like it's gonna get a lot better when Musgrove comes back. I think their whole pitching staff will, just because you got Darvish, Musgrove. I mean, you're gonna have Snell, he's gonna suck for a while, but he'll get better. Um, you got Snell, you got Walken, you got Lugo, and then maybe you have Martinez, maybe you have Weathers. You don't really know what's gonna go on with those guys, but if they're not in the rotation, they're moving to the bullpen and they're gonna help the bullpen. Another person that we did not bring up, Ryan Weathers. Ryan Weathers actually looking all right, actually looking pretty solid. And I don't think he's going to be a starter this season. Um, I think he could definitely be trade based, something like that. But if he doesn't get traded, if he's on this roster for like the duration of the season, he could become a really big piece in this bullpen because this bullpen is still lacking pieces. Um, and we have videos, I think I said earlier, tomorrow on, tomorrow on Campionola. But we are kind of saying, like, hey, there's like two kind of issues with this team it's the relief pitching against the catcher position. Well, you can fix the relief pitching if one to two of Waka, Lugo, or Martinez is a good starter. And right now, two of them are. And one of them's not. And he's probably the guy that you wanted most in the bullpen anyway. So I don't feel like the Padres pitching is in that bad of a spot, honestly. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but what, what are you kind of thinking about these these other guys? Because we got Martinez tonight against the Brewers. I know we got Lugo and we got Waka as well. I think, what, is Darvish the other guy? I think in this series. Yeah. So you got those, those four guys. What about those first three? Like what are you kind of feeling on that back end of the rotation right now?
1: Yeah, that's uh we actually talked about this a little earlier in our group chat. You know, if we had to pick between Lugo and Martinez right now, it's a clear cut answer. It's Seth Lugo. His curveball looks like stupid good. Um, his fastball is locating, is locating his fastball very well. Um, it's a very clear-cut choice between those two. And that's not a knock against Nick Martinez, but we were all pretty skeptical of Nick Martinez as a starter in the first place. Like we knew, you know, it's not going to be great, but you're kind of just hoping for a four ERA as a fifth starter. You're hoping that, you know, he'll be able to just keep the team in games. But what we refuse to see is that, His value is so much better in the bullpen. He is so much better out of the bullpen. Like you don't have to be a starter to be a great value to a team. It seems like he's been so set ever since he came to the party. He's been set on that. He that's not his role. He doesn't need that role. Realistically, you could have Lugo throw five or six and then Nick Martinez finish the game. That worked so well last year for the Padres when it was, all right, let's throw lefty Mackenzie Gore or Blake Snell and then throw Nick Martinez to finish the game. Now your bullpen just had an, a whole off day. Every single one of them had an off day or two. And it's going to help you throughout the rest of the series. That is why the Padres were so successful in the first half of the season last year is because they had a lot of pitching depth, they had a lot of good pitching depth. Mackenzie Gore was good to start the season. Mike Clevenger had some good starts. Sean Minaya was good to start the season. Um, Jim Musgrove, Darvish, the only guy that was poor was Snell. And it helped the Padres so much to say, hey, look, you know, we got a long reliever in, in Nick Martinez to come out and piggyback this guy. And then I forgot who was the other piggyback. I want to say it was Mike Clevenger was the other piggyback. Now your bullpen just got a day or two of rest in a row and they were healthy throughout the whole season. I mean, how many injuries did we have in the bullpen last year? I don't think any of them got injured. Just, I mean, Pomeranz is basically not on the team. Um, But I think for the most part, they were fine throughout the season. Uh, So I don't know if Nick Martinez, I don't know if that's going to be a a solution. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility because of the pitching depth It's not as deep as it was last year. But he needs to go back to the bullpen. He has to go back to the bullpen um, eventually. Not now. Obviously, he's starting today. um, But overall, and, and this isn't a knock on Martinez, but someone else has just looked better. Oh, going back to Snell, you know, about that playoff thing. We're not winning that game three in San Diego if Snell doesn't go up there and shut for five or six innings. Against the Dodgers.
0: No, that's true, and I feel like I think like his outings weren't even that bad. We won both the games, didn't we? No, we lost the Mets one. We won the Phillies one. That's one. That's the only one we won. We
1: lost the Mets one. We won the Phillies. We won his Philly start, but it wasn't a very good start.
0: And hey, believe it or not, guess who had the hit to make it a, a go ahead, the go ahead hit? Austin Nola. <laughs> We just want to bring up the guys that the whole fan base is just not happy about. Um, but yeah, I see people talking about Drew Pomeranz. Um, Let me know what you think about this, Isaac, because I honestly, I've read this and I don't know if this is a joke. Maybe this is a joke. Maybe it's not. I, I really don't know. Where was it? Yeah. Is this a joke? This seems like a joke. Did he woke up with a stiff neck?
1: So it, it was a neck strain. So you're telling uh, me this laid on his pillow the wrong way? I mean that that sure is what it sounds like, man. And it's really unfortunate because, dude, he was so he was so good. Was he not? He was so good. And now what? Three years in a row we haven't seen him. We didn't see him last year. We saw him for a minimal amount of time in 2021. And it's not even freaking Tommy John. That's the only reason you should be out for for that long. It's ridiculous. It's ten million that we're able to use on a freaking catcher or another starter. It's Dude, just we got teased, crazy. bro. We got teased.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like it's probably not like that. But like, I feel like Drew Pomeranz. It, it's like it's like I, I'm. I think that what we should do. We'll let Chase know this, too, because he's not here tonight. As a podcast, as a group, I don't think we're allowed to say Drew Romance's name on the stream until he comes back, (laughs) right? There's no reason to talk about him until he's back, right? Right.
1: You're right. You're right, yeah.
0: Oh, he's scheduled for a start. Look at this. I saw the tweet. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Me too. He's scratched because of a neck strain. (laughs) That's crazy. He slept on the pillow the wrong way. Like, What? (laughs) Brother, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, from now on, no more, no more. We can't bring up his name. If he comes back, we'll praise him. We'll say, Hey, look, this he you know, this dude even battled back, all right? He did it, man. He came <laughs> back, it's but right now that's just not the case. Um, I, and I know the, the game's about to start in a few minutes here, so I think this is so oh
1: epic. dude, you're so right, so right, dude. I, I see all these other teams just swiping and swiping and swiping what the hell are we doing? I don't get it. it it's got to happen. It's
0: got to happen. I, I'm, I'm feeling bored. And I also think that when Fernando comes back, I think Fernando will be the most. I'm to everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we're going to probably start seeing that adjust. I think that's one that's almost like a, Hey, like we need to start stealing bases. Like let's, let's get this going. And I think they're going to eventually adapt to that. I think it's just kind of a, a thing that they weren't really like, I don't know why they weren't ready to do it, but I feel like it's something that's going to come along. I also don't feel like the offense has been a problem. Their issue has been leaving guys on base, not, like, getting on base. Um, So – and they've had a lot of guys in scoring position too. So we'll see how it goes. But real quick, super fast preview for this series coming up. Um, Looking at the Brewers lineup, Brewers full team, I I don't think this is a really good team. I I think the Brewers have taken a huge step back over the past couple years. Um, I don't think we're playing Corbin Burns. It's Colin Colin Ray tonight, right? It's Colin Ray – and then I think, I think, um, flowers next, flowers tomorrow. Yeah, uh huh. Then Peralta and then Wade Miley. So Peralta and Wade Miley are, are all right, that's pretty solid. They're going mm-hmm. up against Lugo and Darvish. So, probably the Padres' two, two best starters, at least up to this point. Um, like we said, Lugo's been really good. Big question mark with him is going to be health long term. Um, you, I think you got to take three or four in this one, yeah, it. or, or it's disappointing.
1: Yeah,
0: and you better win yeah. tonight. It's bobblehead night.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You gotta also win tonight because a former Padre's on the mound, and I can't stand this call this former Padre dominating us anymore. Um so shoot, I mean, we were just talking about it earlier, man. I really thought Colin Ray was gonna be like the next big thing, but clearly very wrong. Um they used the Nelson Cruz totally <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's a clear cut sign that they're done with him. Maybe I mean I thought it was until I saw him back in the lineup tonight. Um, but I don't know, man. Um, yeah, Kyle Stelter said it perfectly. Colin Ray, cost. says Luis Castillo. Um, but overall, man, the Potters should be able to take three. I firmly believe they should be able to take three. This one tonight is a must with Colin Ray on the mound. Um, that lineup is not that good. I don't know how they're winning so many games. Beats me, but hopefully, the Potters should be able to take this one. Um, expecting some. Let's see who we got. We got Ridey lefty righty lefty okay i expect juan soto to have a big night tonight i expect manny machado to have a big series this feels like a manny machado type series um but yeah man i mean that's gonna be i mean i'll I'll go ahead and if i had to pick a series mvp prediction i'll go with manny machado um to hopefully break out of that but yeah, it's going to be a, a very – I think it's going to be a fun series even if the Brewers aren't that good. I feel like the past two years, these series against the Brewers have been very fun, even if, you know, the lineup isn't as stacked up as ours or whatever it is. They've been fun series, and I'm expecting the same.
0: Yeah, and I feel the same way. I think you got to take three or four. Uh, yeah, Colin Ray Costas, Luis Casillo, that's yes. that's a rough one. <laughs> we um, uh, saw a – Juan Soto's going to hit a homer tonight. Juan Soto's heating up. Final thing I want to end on. He's heating up. I think he's going to have a really good series. I think we're going to be like, all right, let's go. Um, also, if you're worried about Manny Machado, don't be. We got like nine seasons or something of Manny Machado being like maybe the most consistent player in the whole sport over that duration of those nine seasons in a row where it's just like I'm going to put up almost the exact same numbers every year and give you 150 plus games. So not concerned about Manny. He hit the ball hard a couple times. He's going to get into a hot streak. He's going to get hot, and all of a sudden, his numbers are going to be back up, and he's going to be normal Manny Machado that we've seen. So don't be worried about him. Um, and, yeah, three out of four. If it's not three out of four, I feel like that's disappointing. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, Camping Nolavid, Saturday, non-podcast. We'll have a YouTube Shorts vid out. Sunday, we'll be back streaming again, and we'll be talking about this series, and hopefully it is a Padres 3-1 series win. But, guys, game started, so we're going to take off. But have a great night and we'll talk to you all soon.